Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster Mai and welcome to Spotlight. I'm Sarah Hendy and on the programme this week we speak to the Manx Amateur Drama Federation about opportunities to put your creative skills to the test and we have a treat for you from the archives as Charles Gard and Louise Quirk visit Laxey Woolen Mills. Plus, we've got some music from Truman Falls. Email me via spotlight at manxradio.com if you've any creative happenings you'd like to tell us about and you'll find links, listen again and our podcast on the Manx Radio website. First today we speak to John Walker, a previous young actor of Man Winner and Sharon Mitchell, chair of the Manx Amateur Drama Federation about opportunities to get creative with MADF and a play Sharon has written around Letters Home written by John's great-grandfather during the First World War. a series of monologues it's about eight nine monologues yeah what um, was really nice though was that um john's family were actually able to see the play and obviously given that it was about a family member it was really lovely that um cyril who the play is about that his grandson and his granddaughter were able to see his letters come to life so it was really really because they remember all of the the characters that are in it i never met them because they died long before i was born but they remember them when they were young still being around uh, and so to see them hear their words because they would they've never heard uh, heard these letters they were just my grandfather kept them in the cupboard yeah. um so cyril was a fantastic writer that he's such an eloquent writer it's amazing to listen to the way he describes the war if we didn't get Arts Council funding, we wouldn't be able to put on the festivals that we do. Um, particularly in the one-act play festivals, it's a really good opportunity for people who have either never acted, directed mm-hmm. or even written before to have a go in quite a safe environment. So being able to give that opportunity at a real base level is really, really important because if you don't get those small opportunities then for a lot of people they would never be you know confident enough to do anything else so I for me the one at play festival is a a real hotbed of up-and-coming drama on the Mm -hmm. island rather than some more of the traditional established ways like service players Mm -hmm. and, and Manx Ops or Coral Union or what have you so um, we're very grateful for the funding that we get from Arts yeah. Council. You see a lot of things with World War One, so the things like Birdsong, the book, or um, when people have done, written what they imagine mm-hmm. the war would have been like. Whereas you're, if you read Cyril's letters, he was there. He was writing it from the trenches or from yeah. a dugout behind the front line, reliving the moments, and it's so vivid mm-hmm. the way that he writes. Yeah, there's an example of a, a guy that's on, on the parade ground with him who's just come back from the war and had been declared fit. And um, it, there's quite a graphic description of what happens to him next and you just wouldn't, you wouldn't expect that sort of thing. I certainly have never seen that in a letter somewhere. But the way that he describes his journeys through um, the various places, and we were really lucky that at the beginning of this year we had the opportunity actually to go and visit the war graves in northern France and in Belgium and actually visit Cyril's grave. Um, And so we were able to see the journey that he'd taken, and it was just, it was so special. It was Mm. just 
very humbling experience, I think. It's made, it, the thing that got me was just how small the area is. So you go mm-hmm. to Fran, uh, you go to the Somme area and you think oh, it must be quite a large area you hear about all the time. But the space they were fighting over is tiny. It's mm-hmm. a few square miles that all of those people, and you just look, see cemetery, 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 cemetery. Everywhere you look, there is a war grave, um, a collection of graves. Mm-hmm. Um, but just how quiet it is complete silence because there's nothing been built there since and there's a few i don't know how people would live there um with that hanging over them all the time Mm. and that memory because people are always coming and i'd be interested to see how that develops and one of the things when we were out there the uh, commonwealth war grace commission was what's the next step Mm -hmm. they take um because after this year it's trying to make sure that people continue to remember the sacrifice and commemorate it Mm. but most of I mean, a few years ago, Harry Patch was the last person that was fought in the trenches. He died quite a few years ago. You're going to get to the point now where people from World War Two are no longer have been around. So how do you keep that alive? And it's all about education and reminding people through schools, through doing plays like this, mm-hmm. about their ancestors and how what and they that's gave. One of the things I'm really, really keen. I'm sure John is the same for for the fallen. Is that this play we don't it doesn't just happen now it's something that we can continue to use um i'm very keen for my play to be published so that if other people want to do a one act play based on the world you know that they've got this opportunity to do this this one and um it's very different in the way that it's set so we have the series of letters from cyril but you never actually see cyril Mm. and that it's the recipients of the letters that are reading the letters and but they're act reading them as if they're acting them out as if they were Cyril so there's a lot of expression and emotion um and directly to the audience so um it's a very different kind of theater experience but what we try we're trying to do there is let the audience make use their own imagination to understand what it what it was like um and as john says because cyril was such a eloquent writer and very descriptive it's really really easy to imagine him creeping up on a a a german soldier with a a patrol and and all of those sorts of things and because it's acted so brilliantly by the amazing cast i've had um it just works really really well we won the Manx Amateur Drama Federation One Act Play Festival last year with um, The Perfect Gentleman, and then thanks to the support that we received from MADFA, uh, we were then able to take it across to the UK to perform it in Saltburn, um, which not many plays take that opportunity to do. And I think it was great that we felt a bit like ambassadors for the island, and it was great. I mean, the people that were over there, they were really impressed with the standard of drama. I mean, some of the plays we saw were of varying standards, um, from other festivals, but the fact that we'd come through a heat where you'd got seven, eight plays, all of which, when we were there, could have been potential winners. Yes, yeah, they could have done just as well as we'd done. We did in the next round. Um, I suppose it shows the standard of drama and amateur drama that there is, and it it's a great community. Uh, mm-hmm. amateur drama so we just t- chatting with Alex on the way in, talking about yes, Prime Minister, that's service players hog the limelight of trying to cast their next play for early next year mm-hmm. and because we've done we we all do the one app play festival every year it feels like a sort of family you all come back together and meet and, and catch up and itself, share absolutely the festival ideas. itself is a real um as, as john says sort of community atmosphere everybody goes down for the week and you you like to see what people are doing and it's um a great environment in terms of 
encouragement. Everybody just wants people to do well. Although there's a competition, it's just really lovely to see different things happening. And having an adjudicator there who's a, you know, a cert- a accredited adjudicator means you get some really good constructive feedback not just to the audience in front of the audience but he will do they will do a private interview with you afterwards and go into a bit more detail and we found that really really valuable i mean this is perfect gentleman isn't the first time i've directed um but because of the feedback i had from um, directing the first time i was really encouraged to have another go at it i traditionally just acted so and I only ended up writing The Perfect Gentleman because I was trying to find another one act play that I liked to to direct and couldn't find anything so I just thought well I'll just write something how hard can that be Um, but I was really lucky in as much as Cyril's collections of letters were almost like a gift Mm -hmm. you know it was just a story that needed to be told so as part of that festival week as well we have the first rounds of The Young Actor of Man and uh, and that's one of the reasons I've brought John along today because you were many moons ago ago, previous winner of Young Actor of Man but he's been in the one-act play festivals and he's also been in the Easter Festival of Plays so you're probably quite unique I'm not aware of too many people who've actually been through all three competitions and been successful. The Young Actor of Man, when I was doing it a few years ago, probably 15 years ago, um, it was quite a lot smaller than it is now. So I was acting with people who've now gone on to do um, acting across and now doing it professionally. So people like Olivia O'Shea and, and, and people mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, who are now acting in the West End. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a real encouraging environment. I mean, it's quite, it's quite competitive. I mean, when you're there, it's you want to win. Um, but again, because you've got an adjudicator coming over to give you constructive feedback... I didn't always take it as constructive, but that's just the way that you, you tend to be when you're younger on, to be as good as you can be. Um, but it's now taken off, so you've got... I mean, I was doing it, you maybe had 10, 15 people. You've now 30, 40 people, all that thing. Um, but I found it an amazing um, experience because um, I was very um, given some money by Madford to go on a course as the for, when I won. I went across to Scarborough, and I was it was a semi-professional, so all the people there were... That was their holiday. They were taking two weeks out of their year to mm-hmm. go and do on an acting course. Um, and it was so intense, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and then the Easter Festival um, as well, which is a completely different... And one of the things that I would think is we should be encouraging is getting more local groups involved in the Easter Festival because traditionally it's teams that come from across. Um, and it hasn't always had the support that it could have done Mm-hmm. I think having more local teams, and this is all where Mad for getting involved and us coming on to chat today to encourage more groups to get involved. So if you're putting on a play, why not put yeah. it on the, the Gaiety? Is a fantastic yeah. space. Oh it's an amazing like theatre, it, yeah. mm-hmm. and you forget how lucky you are to have something like that. Yep. And as changes occur, and the Arts Council are going to be um, reviewing and others' governments about what happens with the Gaiety Theatre, the number of opportunities people will get to act on that stage may get fewer and fewer. This is an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. for people, if they want to put on a play, to use the Gaiety and use all the facilities that are there. 
And they're completely supported through the festival as well. You know, Madfa, we provide a, a support in terms of a backstage team and, and all of that sort of thing. And likewise with the One At Play Festival, there's a, a technical team supplied down at KWC as well. So we try and make the experiences easy as possible because it's nerve-wracking enough, as I know from my own experience of putting a production on. So the less stressful we can make it, the better, really. I mean, The Young Actor of Man, I think, is a real absolute jewel for us. So many people have benefited from it. Our current winner is a, a lad called Jack Smollen, who is amazing. Um, but previous winners have included Alexandra Slater and, and participants from sort of people like Sam Barks and Lisa Christ. You know, all, the, all the sort of people that we all know as leading drama people, both on and off the island. So, you know, and also can, you can have a crack at it as many times as you like. I mean, you didn't win the first time you. No, it took me four five attempts to get to go to go up and i'm very fortunate that i i managed to win in my last year you you have your first go at it and you get that feedback and you get yeah. that experience and then you go back again and you go back again and i think it's quite a, a good demonstration of tenacity as well maybe if it's something that you're really passionate about mm. having that experience of going through the rounds of young actor of man if you can go through that then mm. It probably sets you up quite well for if you want to take it up as a profession, mm -hmm. if you like, because sure. nobody has it easy. You know, it is quite a hard profession. So getting that experience again, I think, is really useful. Mm -hmm. okay. There are a lot of theatre groups and, and teachers and things who are prepared to help young people in that space. Um, and yes, you prepare a couple of pieces. We have the, the first rounds at the end of the um, One Act Play Festival in February. And then we have the final during the Easter Festival play. So the benefit of that, if you get to the final, is that you actually get adjudicated by two different adjudicators. So you get two lots of feedback and, and just exposure to, to, to the whole piece and exposure to other people. So many people get spotted for other things by coming through, the, through, through performances in The Young Actor of Man. You know, you go and audition for another play and maybe your audition doesn't go quite so well, but because you've been seen in The Young Actor of Man and people know what you can do, they think, oh, actually, they might be quite good for this part because mm. a lot of drama on the island, you know, we do do auditions and what have you, but a lot of casting is based on what, what you've seen of other people really and, and how they've performed so for me it's just another opportunity to get yourself out there and get your face known really yeah yeah like you said it's the it's the feedback the and the experience and the exposure that it's all about the winning is always wonderful but well, um the least, process is yeah. gold yeah winning was great um, and getting it presented on the Gaiety stage at the final of the Easter Festival was an amazing feeling. The first time when I didn't win, I came second. It was a bit deflating, but it was still an amazing feeling that your acting was being recognised. And that's probably one of the things that got me a bug of wanting to act on the Gaiety stage because I hadn't done to that point. I'd, I, I didn't act until I was much older um, on the Gaiety stage, but getting that first taste of what it was like to stand on that stage with a huge theatre... Um, out in front of you was I know a lot more people have sort of got into it through the musicals and through other things but one of the things that um, I know we've talked about is getting more young people to transition from Young Actor of Man and other things into the amateur theatre scene on the islands because mm -hmm. um, as more and more people stay here on the island looking for jobs rather than going across to the UK keeping acting going because generally you get to 18 and that's it People, people give up, and but 
it's a, I mean, I had passion. I love doing acting. I actually feel I've always said to Sharon that if I'm not acting, she needs to give me a kick and tell me to go and mm-hmm. audition he's for a, something. He's a real pain in the backside <laughs> if he's not acting. Just because, you, 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 it, although it's hard learning the lines, it's such a buzz and you get such a good feeling from doing it. Generally, people come to acting not because they are super confident or they um, they they are naturally flamboyant. It's generally people that are lacking a bit of self-confidence yeah. that are wanting that to take to bring take themselves out from their bring shell and themselves. that's why i started um yeah. when i was nine or ten my mum told me i needed to go to some drama lessons to be a bit more confident mm-hmm. um and it's through doing acting that it really helped no, it'd be it would be yeah. great if we can get you know, we're really trying to encourage him mad for that mm. natural transition from young actor to one act and, and Easter festivals. In 2020, Madfa are very fortunate to be hosting the British All Winners Festival here. And as part of that, we're really keen to try and look at creating a real festival atmosphere across the whole island and part of that we'll be looking at different places to put drama on we know we've put one act plays on in pubs and and all sorts of places before now and so we're really keen to explore that over the next couple of years and this is where we really want people to get involved because we're a small group we you know we're very keen to encourage anybody who wants to get involved with madfa to contact us through facebook or our website madfa.im and all our contact details are on there we also have a Facebook page as well, which I think pretty much everybody does. But you can, you know, you can email me at, at chairman at madford am, um, and um, if you've got that spark, it's really great if you can continue to to keep that going. I suppose it's also something that once you get out of the habit of doing, say exams are coming up, you're, you're finishing school, 18, 16, 18, um, there's a lot of pressure, something's got to give. And once you get out of that, having the confidence to go back and trust that perhaps you've still got that spark, I think probably stands in people's way. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, I mean, I can honestly say hand on my heart that I've never gone along to an audition where for any of the groups that I've 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 been involved with and I've been involved with quite a few across the island where I've not been made to feel welcome where people have been genuinely happy to see new faces just really keen to see more of them that's all and doesn't even need to be on the stage it could be people getting involved backstage doing lighting doing um sounds doing stage management costumes, costumes makeup. hair makeup anything like that um, the other thing yeah. I would say, particularly with the one acts as well, is if you don't think that there's a society out there doing what you want to do, then just do it for yourself. You know, there are we've got numerous numerous examples of where people have just set up their own little drama group just for the one act play with a play that they want to do um, and enjoyed that experience. So it's completely within your control. You know, in terms of what we offer, we offer a bare stage and a lighting set. And how you do what you want to do is entirely up to you. So it's a real blank canvas for you to be as creative as you possibly want to be. Going back to The Perfect Gentleman, when you read my play, it looks very dry. It just looks like a set of letters. But we really brought Cyril's story to life by the way that we performed that play. And so anybody has got the opportunity to to do that. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council.
We now have some live new music from Truman Falls' new album. You may have heard them on the Sunday soundtrack with Christy Dehaven last Sunday afternoon promoting their new album and upcoming concert with Jeff Jepson at the Peel Centenary Centre a week on Saturday. Here they are playing Boy Who Cried Wolf live in the studio with Christy. You can watch the interview and full live session with Truman Falls and Jeff Jepson on the Manx Radio portal and on our YouTube channel. We finished today in Laxey where Charles Gard and Louise Quirk put the summertime spotlight on the Laxey woollen mills back in the early 80s.
Hello, this is Charles Gard. And this is Louise Quirk, here with another edition of Summertime Spotlight. Today, Charles and I are going to the charming village of Laxey, which rests in a valley beneath the shadow of Snaefell, the island's highest mountain. We'll be visiting the woollen mills in the village to find out about their homespun tweeds and tartans. And I'll be talking to Gilbert O'Sullivan about the pipe factory, which is situated by the quay in Laxey and exports all over the world. There's plenty to do in Laxey with a beautiful beach, leisure gardens and, of course, the biggest water wheel in the world. I'll be talking to the clerk to the Laxey commissioners about the attractions of Laxey. Up the valley from Old Laxey and the lower end of the gardens, known as the Valley Gardens, is the imposing premises of the St George's Woollen Mills. I went along to speak to Robert Wood, director of the mills, and found him busy at his loom. Well, Mr Wood, what was that noise we've just been listening to? Well, that was uh, our uh, hand, double-width handloom in Laxey Woollen Mills. And that was you sitting on the seat working it? That's right, yes. Now, there are some foot pedals there that look rather like organ pedals. What do they do? Well, they control the weave uh, through the heels of the loom. Mm -hmm. And how old would a, would a loom like that be? Well, the loom itself is, is uh, not uh, particularly old. It's a principle that's old, because yes. looms are like human beings. They all wear out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now... Your firm here has been in existence for a hundred years. In fact, this is your centenary year, isn't it? That's correct. Who founded it? It was founded by uh, John Ruskin, uh, the famous Oxford scholar, mm -hmm. uh, in conjunction with a gentleman called Mr Egbert Rydens, who was a great follower of Ruskin and uh, a member of the St George's Guilds. And that's why, of course, the mill is called St George's Woollen Mill. Yes. Well, well, how did John Ruskin's influence spread all the way to Laxey Valley? Well, he, he was uh, he he uh, was keen on anything natural in the countryside, and uh, at that particular time, the women in Laxey were employed on the washing floors of the mines, and uh, establishing a woolen mill here meant that the the women could come undercover and have uh, much better employment. <laughs> that's all for this week join me again next wednesday at half past five but don't forget you can listen to the program again on demand or as a podcast on the manx radio website have a lovely creative week slen you